Hello, and welcome to The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. I am your host, Blaine Bartlett. And today we're going to be talking almost exclusively about the nature and um, notion of social impact. And we're going to draw some distinction between social impact and social responsibility. But social impact, uh, social impact and philanthropy, just where does this come into play and how does it actually apply to what yeah, I call the soul of business. Uh, and business takes a lot of different forms. And the guest that uh, we have on the show today, Eric Ressler, is the founder and uh, creative director at Cosmic, which is a social impact creative agency. Uh, and it's been around for 10 years. They're doing some unbelievably creative things and they're you know, really having quite an impact. So Eric, I wanna welcome you to the show. Come on in. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Really excited to be here today. Great, great. Now you've been around for 10 years. So I'm gonna just gonna start back at the beginning uh, and then we'll get into my traditional question, the soul of business question. But yeah, what compelled you to start uh, Cosmic? And it's an interesting name as well. So I wanna unbundle that a little <laughs> bit too. Yeah, I'm trying to decide how far back I wanna start the story. So I've always been personally interested in creative work and um, creative art in general and expression and really, especially how that kind of coincides with digital. So I've been interested in technology and creativity and the convergence of those two things really is in digital media. And so I've been doing different forms of digital media basically my entire life. And, um, you know, when I started to look at different options for a career path, getting into design was a really natural fit. And so really got into that even before finishing high school, started taking out some freelance clients in college and then founded my own firm out of college um, focused on on web development and kind of grew from there over the years and eventually founded Cosmic. Um, and we've been around for 10 years, as you mentioned. We didn't start in the social impact space as an agency. We are based roughly in Silicon Valley and did a lot of work with startups and B2B brands for the first kind of half or so of our business. And over time, found that the social impact space was a really um, interesting and compelling and fulfilling niche to fill and that there was a, a need for a creative agency to really step in and take the lead there. And so over the last three or so years, that's really where we've been focusing our efforts as an agency. That's great. Um, you know, the idea of you know, social impact and the, the mindset that I've experienced, I'm, I'm on two, um, two boards of foundations that uh, have you know, a major piece of their charter being social impact. Um, both the World Business Academy and the Unstoppable Foundation. Um, and in my familiarity uh, with uh, philanthropic organizations, non, you know, quote, quote, unquote, nonprofits, there seems to be a mindset that's almost poverty-based. You know, you know, and part of this is you know, a consequence, I think, of the way the governance structures are set up around 50C3s. Can you talk a little bit about as a creative agency, because you're using digital media here as, as one mechanism by which fundraising occurs. What's the mindset shift that you have you know, found that you need most directly to address with the, uh, the boards and with the uh, uh, executive directorship and, and the staff and in, in many of these organizations? Yeah, you touch on a really important point. And I think there's a couple key concepts that are related to that. The, the term that we use for the mindset that you're describing is the scarcity mindset. Mm -hmm. um, and it really comes as a result of another 
kind of um, term that's related to that, which is the starvation cycle that a lot of nonprofit organizations find themselves in, which is very briefly that they're under-resourced. So they, they are forced into this scarcity mindset and then they're able to only get a certain amount of work done, not as much work as they'd like to be able to do, not making as big of an impact as they'd like to be able to make. And their efforts because of that are forced to become kind of piecemealed staff and, and um, team members are overworked and under-resourced. And it's this kind of downward spiral that is really hard to break out of. And it's, it's not at all because there's bad intentions or because um, the people working in these organizations aren't effective. Often they're extremely intelligent, very effective workers, but the, it's really more of um, a mindset issue and a, it's really a systems level issue which is that these organizations are not properly funded or resourced to do the amount of work that they need to be able to do effectively. Um, we think that some of the work that we do around brand building and digital serves um, or has a place in helping these organizations break out of this starvation cycle. And because of that, the ability to break out of this scarcity mindset. Um, it's not an easy thing to break out of, but it really starts with essentially being under-resourced and not having enough capacity or enough funding to do the work at the scale that it really needs to be done to make um, a, a real impact on the issue that these organizations are working to solve. So the work that you then do, because it ultimately comes down to how do you bring resource in, you know, the, yeah. you know, the, the funding question. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit about, yeah, you know, you know, kind of a case example, if you would, you know, without naming names necessarily, but uh, sure. how, how would you have worked with an organization that, when you began, they did have this starvation mindset, this scarcity mm -hmm. mindset. Yeah. What what was the what was the uh, the path you know, towards more of an abundance perspective? I think it's an upward spiral. So as you start to see progress, you start to see opportunity, and you start to understand that these efforts can really pay off and start to pay for themselves over time. There is an upfront investment. There's a large commitment that needs to be made culturally. And we can talk about that a little bit more because that's a really important part of this. Um, but I think the way that we see this is that by taking a first step and taking an intentional and strategic step, you can start to see progress. The metaphor we like to use a lot is like, you know, if you're scaling a mountain, you don't get from the bottom to the top in one step, right? You have to plot a course, you have to have a strategy, you have to have the proper supplies and the resources to be able to get to the top, but it all starts with taking that first step. And so um, once you start to make some progress, it might be hard along the way, but you see, hey, all of a sudden I'm halfway up the mountain, right? So I, I think conceptually, that's the way that we think about it. And I think from a bigger picture perspective, one of the mindset shifts that um, we think a lot about is these social impact organizations are so laser focused on the impact. And that's a really good intuition to have. And that's really important to keep in mind. But because of that, sometimes they're not able to, either because of capacity or resources or culture, understand what it takes to build a brand and build a coalition and a community and start to build up this upward spiral. And so one of the big mindset shifts that we really work with our clients on is to say, yes, you are a social impact organization and you might be boots on the ground, you might be consensus building or systems level or whatever it is, but you need to build out a digital media arm that is just as important because that is a critical component to making an impact in 2021 and beyond. What's the yeah, but that you hear when you make that observation or suggestion? 
Um, it's often really, it comes down to capacity and resources um, yeah. because those are real constraints for everyone, but especially for organizations that are already in this starvation cycle or this um, you know, scarcity mindset. So oftentimes, you know, what it really comes down to is fundraising to um, get the initial effort underway through getting a grant or a major gift from someone within the community who really understands. And I think even as a prerequisite to that, really these organizations are are trying to do a lot of this stuff on their own and maybe even making some progress, but because they don't have experts on staff doing this stuff a lot of times, they just get stuck along the way and they need someone to figure out how to get them unstuck and develop a roadmap and a plan and to start to put that plan into place. And so it really starts with internal cultural buy-in on the vision. And if that doesn't happen, then it's really hard to you know see the value and to build the capacity and to get those resources that are needed to do this right. You know, you, you raise an interesting point there and you know, colloquially kind of you know, articulate this. And this has been my experience with nonprofits as well and social responsibility uh, or social impact organizations. Uh, they get, you know, and, and, and I say this in, in, a, in a very uh, complimentary way, they're so fixated on impact, as you were saying, yeah, that the investment questions about what's needed to make that impact happen oftentimes takes a back seat. And they start looking at that uh, expenditure as a cost rather than an investment. Exactly. And... I, yeah, the, the, the focal point, actually, in my experience, and I'll just check in with you in the work that you do, if the focus point is on impact, which yeah, it legitimately yeah, should be uh, at least on the radar, obviously, but if the focal point, energy follows attention, and if the attention is on impact to the neglect of the process, to the neglect of the infrastructure, to the, ne you know, to the neglect of the resources required, I need to be focused on the process, knowing that the impact will occur if the process is being worked well, if the process has been developed well. And you talk about, you know, your social media branding. I mean, yeah, that whole piece. I, and I know I, you know, as a member of a board, uh, two different boards, uh, that has been the wrestling match oftentimes in board discussions uh, is, you know, where do we appropriately put our focus and where do we, you know, can we, rationalized from a cultural perspective, the investment in that resource. And to the credit of both of the boards that I'm on and the both of the organizations that I work with, they've said yes to that. And they've, you know, they've invested you know, heavily in infrastructure. They've invested heavily in resources that have enabled their impact to uh, actually be exponentially greater than it could have been otherwise. Just you know, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I agree with everything you just said. And the term that we use is impact multiplier, right? And so essentially, if you can build this machine, this digital machine and this brand that encourages people to, first of all, become aware of you as an organization and understand the impact that you are already making and your vision for how you're going to make more impact and you can find ways to inspire and activate, then that becomes an impact multiplier and you can start to get all kinds of um, really great forms of support from financial support to volunteering to, you know, people being willing to share stories, um, which can be really important as well to show up and, you know, um, sign petitions if you're doing activism work or whatever it is. So it, it all really to us starts with that 
that whole kind of brand building concept. And, and that's a, a term I'm happy to unpack because it can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Yeah. Um, but what we've seen is that investing in that really is an impact multiplier. So there's this whole thing about, you know, cost and overhead, especially in the nonprofit space, where a lot of times, you know, nonprofits are judged on their overhead percentage, which is just uh, not the right way to measure the effectiveness of a nonprofit or any organization, really. Um, and I think that's an old paradigm. The, the shift is starting to happen, but it isn't, hasn't fully happened. It just seems like it won't die, um, the, the, that kind of form of, of measuring the effectiveness of a nonprofit. And it certainly needs to be kept in balance because um, yeah, are... yeah, the idea that I have to be poor in order to do good uh, doesn't doesn't work well in the business world. And I, yeah, the... and I do consider social uh, social impact uh, organizations to be businesses. They absolutely are. I mean, some of them literally are corporations, um, but others, um, they, they are a business. It. They're just not driven by profit. Right. So they're driven by impact instead. I want to thank you for listening. Um, I want to also invite you right now to go to blainebartlett.com. And on that site, which is my personal website, you'll see uh, services up on the top menu. I'd like you to click on Leadership Mastermind. Now, why I want you to do that is we have uh, structured a mastermind program that is very unusual and it is very powerful. And by going onto that site and clicking that link, you'll be taken to a landing page that is an invitation to join this mastermind. It's a 52-week-long exploration of what it takes to be a highly effective leader in today's fast-changing environment. You won't regret it. And if you've been liking what you've been listening to on these Soul of Business podcasts, how does one become a leader that can keep connection to the soul of business? That's what we look at. That's what we're about in this mastermind program. So again, go to blainebartlett.com and click on the services link. And there you'll find the link to the leadership mastermind program. Look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for listening to this little commercial. And now back to our show. Welcome back from the break. Uh, we are talking to Eric Ressler, the founder and creative director at Cosmic, which is a social impact creative agency. And before we took this break, uh, Eric had asked uh, a question uh, or actually invited me uh, to ask a question around brand development. So I want to just pick up on that and, and, and just talk about that a little bit because I want to really explore the idea of a philanthropic organization, a social impact organization, actually operating as a business, not as a philanthropy. Uh, yeah. So let's start with unbundling a brand and, and work from there. Yeah, totally. So I think a lot of times these organizations might even be uncomfortable thinking of themselves as a brand, right? Because a brand is something that you think about oftentimes in the context of like a consumer brand or like a, a business to business brand. And I think it's a really important um, distinction. And I think it's something that these organizations need to realize that they are brands. And just because they're, um, they're formed to do good, it doesn't mean that they're not also a brand, that they don't have a lot of the same um, opportunities and needs that other business organizations have. 
um, in terms of thinking and acting like a brand and investing in what we call brand building, or as you called it, brand development. And what it really means is uh, at the end of the day, sometimes people get the word brand confused with a logo, right? Or colors. And, and those are certainly elements of um, a brand identity from a visual standpoint. But a brand is something that we kind of think of with a capital B. It's so much more than that. It's really, at the end of the day, it's this it's this kind of perception that you create within the market or within the world, if we want to just kind of take, step away from business language, around how people think about your organization and the relationship that they have with it. And it's, at, at the end of the day, the feeling that you provide to them and the association that your brand has to them. So it's everything from the way you present yourself visually, aesthetically, the way you talk about yourself, your voice as an organization, what you stand for, what you say, what you don't say, all of that is, is building up this perception of a brand in the world. And when people in the world are, are just going about their lives and, and your brand shows up, it affects their um, understanding of who you are as an organization and what you stand for. And you're being compared consciously or subconsciously to other brands, either even brands that are not in the social impact space. So brands like Apple and Nike and Netflix and whoever else is out there. And in this kind of digital first era that we find ourselves in, um, you know, the bar is really high around those experiences digitally. Um, and so I think we spend a lot of time thinking about how can we do things in a way that stacks up against other people in the space or out of the space so that you can really stand out and get people's attention. We found ourselves in something that we call the attention economy, where information is free and flowing and, and overloading oftentimes. And so the new battle is the battle for attention. And so how can we break through and create a, and boost a signal that cuts through all of the noise? You know, that's interesting. You know, Jeff Bezos uh, one time said a brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. Yeah. And, um, and you talk about experience, the idea that, um, you know, how, how do people feel about themselves when they're in the presence of your product or service? Yeah. And so that, that really kind of cuts to the quick for me about what a brand experience is. How do I feel about me when I'm in the presence of the idea of Apple, the idea of Amazon, the idea of the Unstoppable Foundation, the idea of the World Business Academy? I feel uplifted and, and I can, there, there's an identity that actually gets created there. Uh, I see myself as part of that ecosphere, part of that, uh, that environment. Um, can you talk a little bit about how you go about creating that brand experience intentionally? Because oftentimes for, for nonprofits, it's not attended to, you know, when the logo gets thrown up and, you know, they, you know, we we're doing good work. Here's our impact. And um, charity navigator says this about us, but how do you create that, that brand experience for a nonprofit specifically? Yeah. I like the way you framed it around. It's how I feel when I think about that brand. Um, it, it's a really good way of thinking about it. And I think another important distinction that kind of segues into answering your question is that it's also about the internal team, right? That the brand has an effect on how the internal team functions and the culture of the internal team so that they can be aligned around the mission as well. Um, so how do you go about building a strong brand? Um, there's, that's such a, open question and I'll touch on some of the high level things here. Yeah. Um, I think it starts 
A, with understanding that you are a brand. And oftentimes that isn't quite done yet within these organizations, that they think of themselves as a nonprofit or an organization. And, um, you know, the brand building side is like, they don't think they're a brand. They don't think they have to really worry about that stuff too much. That's stuff that businesses have to worry about. So that's really step one is kind of like accepting that you are a brand. And then from there, it's about building an intentional brand experience. And so what does that mean? It really means having something that you stand for and and kind of owning a niche within an ecosystem that you can kind of claim as like we are the only organization doing this and this is exactly what we stand for and here's why and then connecting the dots from that to the impact so you know in the nonprofit world there's a concept of the theory of change that can come into play here with like what is our theory about how we're going to create change like that's kind of the how um, the mission and the vision is kind of more of the the why. And then from there, that should trickle down to inform, okay, with all of that in mind, like how should we present ourselves in the world and, and what language should we use? And should we be bold and controversial or should we be kind of a little bit more behind the scenes and focused on policy? Or it really kind of depends so much on the this like the niche in the ecosystem is the terminology that we use. In the business world, that might be just referred to as positioning, right? And yeah. so that from from that discussion kind of flows a bunch of different decisions and a bunch of infrastructure that needs to be built to support that it really also starts with either having a strong external partner and or building in a team or at least a person in the organization that owns the brand and owns communications and marketing for the organization that's primary role is to for this person would be to to own that. And, and oftentimes what we see is that that role does not exist, especially in smaller organizations yep. and that it's someone's second or third job where it gets kind of piecemealed. And that's when you start to see the brand kind of fall apart or not have a consistent message because there's no consistent ownership and oversight of the brand. It's kind of just happening in a piecemealed fashion. Different team members have slightly different ideas of, of who the brand is and who it's for and how to how to portray the brand. And then you start to get brand inconsistency. And one of the things we want to see with brand building is brand consistency. So um, it really then trickles down into like having someone own that and having a plan and starting to build out a, a, basically an arm of the business or the, or the organization that's focused on brand building, on communications, on digital, on activating people and communicating with people from a digital perspective, which can then lead into all kinds of great outcomes around digital fundraising, digital support. And, you know, especially right now, um, you know, we're recording this when we're still in the middle of the pandemic and digital first is becoming the reality for almost everyone. Um, and, you know, this was already a trajectory that was happening before the yeah. pandemic came to light. It really just, you know, put some rocket fuel behind that having to happen very quickly for a lot of organizations. But that's not going away, right? Like even once we, you know, things go back to some kind of new normal, we are in a digital first culture that is primarily how we communicate today. And it's only going to become more and more that. So building out strong capacity and habits and strategies around that is really crucial to the success of these organizations, even if they're doing boots on the ground work. We often look at how can we connect this digital infrastructure and the digital footprint and all the digital efforts and use that to catalyze change in the real world. That's great. You know, the, the title of the show is Soul of Business. And you're talking about brand and I'm, you know, it, it, as you were speaking, I, it, it just uh, yeah, kind of locked into me here that 
the, the brand basically is an external expression of the soul of the business, ideally. Yeah. And if uh, you're not paying attention to that, and to your point, you know, oftentimes it's a, a secondary or tertiary, if, if, if that job of somebody to be the steward of the brand, to be the steward of the soul of the, of the organization, um, that you know, is a recipe for disaster, as far as I can tell. And that's not true just for uh, social impact organizations. It's true for business in general. Uh, far too often, there's nobody really minding the store in that context. Yeah. That there is a, a brand that is a representative. It's the exemplar of our soul, of who we are. If we want to have impact, our impact is generated out of you know, attending to that soul, that, that mission about you know, the for the sake of what they got us started to begin with. Um, where can people find out more about you know, what impact is up to and how can they get a hold of you specifically if they have some questions about this? Yeah, I mean, the best place to go really is to our website, which is designedbycosmic.com. Um, we have a few pieces of content there that I think might be interesting to anyone who's um, wanting to dig deeper into some of these concepts. The first is we've published a manifesto that um, you can get either as an audio version on whatever um, your favorite podcast um, app is. It's called The Revolution is Digital. Um, you can also find it on our website. There's a tab that just says manifesto. You can go through the digital experience as well and read it if that's more your, your style. We also publish um, a number of free resources and insights on our website as well. So there's an insights tab that you can click on. We publish um, you know, white papers, articles, um, feature podcasts like this that we've been on before. And it's really hope we're, our goal is to try and spread these ideas and these philosophies and give people some tools to start to build up some capacity on their own. Um, of course, if people need help, we're always around um, to reach out to, to consult and to implement some of these philosophies in practice. Um, but we're also really wanting to make sure that we are providing our thinking and some of these strategies for free on the website as well. Yeah, I love that. And uh, just as we sign off here, one of the other things that you mentioned that I really want to uh, uh, anchor uh, for folks is the idea of partnering, you know, collaborating, um, not doing this by myself. I, I, I mean, um, particularly if, you know, if you are steeped in a scarcity mindset, a starvation mindset, you know, you can feel like you're in this by yourself. And yeah. Cosmic is a great resource. Uh, yeah, so you know, if, if you are in fact leading an organization uh, that is a social impact organization, reach out, find ways to collaborate. You don't have to do this by yourself. Cosmic has got incredible resources. Uh, Eric was just talking about these. So be sure you go to, the, you know, what is it? Designcosmic.com? Designbycosmic.com. Yeah. Designbycosmic.com, okay. Yeah. <laughs> My guest today has been Eric Russler. Uh, Eric, I want to thank you so much. This has been a, a wonderful conversation and um, I wish you the best. You take care. Thank you, Blaine. This has been great. And I will forever think about the brand as the soul of the business from, from here on out. So thank you so much for that metaphor. I love it. You bet. You take care. Thank you. And until next time, this is Blaine Bartlett. Uh, you're listening to BlaineBartlett.com. Uh, BlaineBartlett.com. You're listening to Blaine Bartlett. Uh, you can find out more about what we're up to at BlaineBartlett.com. And I do invite you to check out the, uh, the Mastermind program. It is uh, one of the resources we have available to you. As a matter of fact, my Instagram ping is coming in pretty strong right now. That's what you hear in the background. Uh, we've just done some promotion on that mastermind. So uh, check it out, blainbartlett.com. And until the next episode, be safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk soon.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.